Skunk it. The rate of fire! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I want. Like Finding Nemo, the ring of oh, fire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. That really topical joke, because Finding Dory was out recently. Aye, and uh, the, the, the shot, get the tank gang were in it briefly. Yeah, yeah. Post-trap and also, scene. rain sounds like ring. And then of fire sounds like of fire. I see, it's basically rain. <laughs> It's basically... It's all rain. It's all rain. The sea, <laughs> the sea is basically... Okay. <laughs> this is probably one of the most nonsense cold openings we've ever done. I thought this was a professional show. What, what did I tell you? <laughs> Who's this guy? Who's this guy? I told you to speak what I've spoken to. Oh, oh no, there's again. a third voice. Hey, hey. I guess we have to introduce it now. Yeah, I guess so. Danny, you do that, but you're good at it. What's up, people of people? Welcome to the Second Opinion Movie Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Danny Jones. With me, the man with half a face, Scott Morrison. And with us... That's <laughs> not true, I have a whole face. <laughs> you can't prove it. And with us, American Clay's own William. Well, oh, no, is that how you get introduced? Don't plug his shady band. I, I, I want to introduce it as if he's a local celebrity and not just Willie, the one we know. Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than just a guy in a band, you know, I've, I've got... Okay, how would you define yourself outside of your band? Um, <laughs> in four words. Four words. Uh, confused. <laughs> subterranean. <laughs> uh, convoluted. Right. Unlovable. It's definitely oh. much more difficult to say than... No, it's to sell than American Clay's William Clapperton. Yeah, you know... I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy. How do you feel to be on Second Opinion, the world's <coughs> le- most least popular podcast of all time? Pri- privileged. Privileged. Well, I've been a, <coughs> been a fan for years, you know. Yeah, you've been a fan. Yeah, yeah. let me ask you a few questions. Okay. Uh, how many have you actually listened to? Uh, definitely the two that are on YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> the two that you were in the room for. Yeah, the yeah I, was, I was, you know, I, I really got the zen of the, the pilots he's done. Yeah, you um, really... Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, did you one. listen to that? Yeah. What was your favourite bit of it? Oh, I, I, don't, I listened to it, but I don't, I don't remember what you said. Um, and then the I have the Ghost. I've got to listen to the Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, cool. Have you seen Ghostbusters? No, I haven't. Ah, keep it that way. I'm a terrible, um, you know, ex-film student. Not actually that good at going to the cinema. Yeah. You see the movies that matter, like Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Yeah, that was, that was a good thing. You see, you see the important Let's film. not undersell that, maybe. <laughs> That's a good thing. Really drunk watching the black, black cum, like, walk across the screen. That was a good night, don't knock it. That was... For anyone who hasn't seen Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, that's going to sound like a really bizarre movie. Yeah, black really cum floating around the screen. It was, it was in screen. 3D, and that film had no right to be in 3D. Yeah. The, the purpose of the 3D was to just make some, like, some black is kind of in your face and when you're really drunk it's definitely it was confusing very distracting yeah but we're not talking about that we're not here to talk about that we're talking about we we gave you we allowed you to choose the film that you wanted (laughs) I agree I I shouldn't have been able to pick a film so we let you pick the film what film I mean people are going to know from the title of the video the podcast but what film did you pick Uh, I picked Rain of Fire Rain of Fire Rob what's what's the Oh, uh, it was Rob, Rob Bowman. Bowman. Rob yeah. Bowman, director of um, Crow. Hello, sorry. Oh, what's that? That's fine. Sorry, sorry, that was professional noise. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Rachel. That's <laughs> <laughs> labelled. So we were we were Rain of Fire, directed by Rob Bowman, who yep. uh, does done mostly TV. He yep. directed a lot of the X Files and the X Files movie, where Billy Connolly was a paedophile. Did he priest. do the movie? Yeah, well, I think yeah. He's, he's, we watched behind the scenes, and he uh-huh. said that, um, and you know, in, in this reality, he did. Mm. In this reality, yeah, <laughs> maybe in another reality, then, but you know, um, um, yeah, he kind of he seems to drop off the map after Rain of Fire. He's I gone for why. a really long time, he and just, then he cut. Co- well, no, he does Electra, oh. and then he's gone for a really long time, and then <laughs> he comes back, and, and then he comes back and directs a handful of episodes of Castle. Some call him a tour de force. <laughs> <laughs> What's that some people call? He's one of the big cats, you know. When you talk about the greats, who do you talk about? 
Scorsese, yeah. Hitchcock, Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick, Bowman. and then Bowman. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> it does it have a household name? Yeah. <laughs> My mum can't go to sleep without thinking about Bowman. <laughs> really good in episode 2 season 5 of X-Files wasn't it? yeah of course anyway so you chose this film because yeah. we were talking about it one night and you were talking about how great it was yeah it did and I kind of remembered watching it in my third year of secondary school right and I was like I don't remember it being very good and you were like no it's good I was, so I was like right, okay we'll do a second opinion were you, on it were you sexually charged at this point would you say you're like you know you know third year high school boy you know I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Essentially, <laughs> I would say they were definitely. <laughs> or were you like when you saw? Why you like, is that getting brought? I don't know because like the the kind of shit come out of my mouth. I don't know. I've talked about this a bit. Come out. Sorry. Oh, speak about that later. Right. Dragons. Let's get back right. on. Right. So you watched it. So we watched it when I was about third year. I didn't think it was very good, but you were adamant that it was good. So we've just watched it again. Yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna. You put He's a professionally pillow. grabbing a pillow yeah. from from the back of our recording studio. Oh, what a fucking shambles this is, man! Uh, I'm gonna say that I stick to how I'm gonna say I stick to 15 year olds me, me's analysis. It's not a very good film. Is it like it when you're that age? I well, I don't remember. I don't remember enjoying it. No, I remember feeling really bored, and what year I was getting so fucking fidgety watching this movie right now. You want a fidget? <laughs> it's because it was so boring. It was so bad. Like, the so, guy, the guy who every so often looked up from his phone and went, "What happened?" <laughs> at the end of the movie, at the end of the film, the credits started rolling, and I went, film. "I went, wait, how did he kill the dragon?" Spoilers. Have you guys got spoilers? Uh, sometimes we care. Sometimes. We uh, well, should we maybe let's do like well, a let's, quick? I'll, I'll introduce the premise uh, okay. for, for our new listeners that we're inevitably going to have. Yeah, the, uh, we have twelve followers on SoundCloud as of we? as of this episode. Yeah, yeah do, do we count though? I think I follow. Us. I think I follow. No, I don't follow us. So <laughs> oh, I follow us. Technically, so we we've 11. got eleven. Yeah. Um, and if we can convince more of our friends <laughs> to get SoundCloud solely to subscribe to us, <laughs> it definitely feels like for me when I play a gig and then I invite all of yous. <laughs> and then it's like oh how many tickets have you sold I've sold like 25 and it's just my it's just all of us yeah. yeah but hey we're always there to support that's true anyway sorry second opinion uh, for those who don't know we take a film uh, beloved or berated and one of us good def- choice of words man what I know <laughs> so I can it. Um, it's just come to me sometimes um, one of us uh, attacks it one of us defends it and now we've got a third person so it's a freeway. We just got a guest for the because we just thought, why not mix right. it up? Yeah. I feel I think Scott's going to attack it. William's going to defend it, and I think I'll be in in between. Well, You're after, just kinda... after after viewing it, I definitely think me defending it is just definitely more <laughs> me trying to say, come on, come on. It was two thousand and was It's got that look. We've talked about this before. It's there are every so many films from like the first few years of the two thousands. Just have this weird look about them. The fat, CG fat never looks. Ca- than the CG's not that. The kind of CG never looks that good. Yeah, all the sets always look. They just look like sets. Okay. Everything shot kind of. I don't know. Everything kind of looks shot kind of strangely. Things Can you like. Bring up what was out in two thousand. Another thing. Maybe bring up what was out. You want to know what was out in two thousand two? Yeah, because that's that's a point I want to bring up as well. We can see. Okay. What Here we are. Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire is about. One day in London, dragons go pop out the world and they decide to reign over everyone, kill loads of people. Uh, Christian Bale uh, has a castle uh, and he follows his medieval <laughs> cult. <laughs> he uh, takes his medieval cult, uh, fails to grow stuff, uh, gets attacked by dragons and then Matthew McConaughey comes um, tanks along uh, and convinces them to destroy the male dragon. That's the summary of the film. That's the plot. You, That's you, you've made it sound sound better. I know. Just, just better. You're, you're you're very good at just. I'm with bringing you. it down to the yeah. core. Elements. Some lies, but you know, I think a little lie. <laughs> Is there a lie? Ah, you know, it's never stated as a cult, but you know. Kids all wear the same. Well, they, they are dressed up. Yeah, they do. It doesn't take this uh, post-apocalyptic society long to become medieval. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they chant. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, robes. They use candles. They have their own new prayers. What yeah, I was quite a fan of was um, 
William knew the prayer off by heart because Daddy missed it and he was like, what'd they say? And William just fucking rattles off the prayer. Like Would you like to nothing. rattle it off now for the listeners? I'm trying to remember it. Oh, remember. don't fucking oh, act right. all coy now. <laughs> so I think the first line is, uh, what happens in the first thing, you know, when you wake up, keep one eye on the sky. Keep what one happens? eye on the sky. Yes, yeah, what they say. Keep, um... Keep well, um, when you're going to sleep at night, get one eye in the sky. One eye in the sky. When you see them. When you see them. Uh, dig hard, dig deep, something like dig that. Dig hard, you dig know? deep. <laughs> and then at the very end, it's like, um, don't look back. So, don't look you know, back. I haven't watched this film. Amen. Day, you know, Amen. And, and I'm the sanctity of Philly. I've seen this film in about six years. Mm-hmm. And I think. I haven't saw, saw this, and then I decided, six years, and then decided, hey, go to film school. Right. And I think post post graduate me can now look at this film in a different light. Okay. And see it as being a great film or the greatest film of all time. A g- so <laughs> the greatest film that. of all time. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go that extreme. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I might chop and change halfway through. I'll see if I can I'll see if I can sway you. <laughs> Um, so you wanted to know what else came out? Yeah, what came out in two thousand two? Do you want me to just run down the kind of top ten? I know twenty eight weeks later came out the same. Year. Was it okay. 20, 28 weeks later? No, it would have been days, days later. Twenty eight days. See, because um, I think that's really interesting because they're both sort of they're both British um, post apocalyptic films. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool comparison. Something that's quite interesting: three sequels to three of the biggest franchises ever. Yeah, what was that? Uh, one of it was all the second ones. So number f- the fourth highest gross in film was Attack of the Clones. Right. The oh, second wow. highest was Chamber of Secrets, okay. and the first highest was The Two Towers. So okay. you got like the big fucking the three the trifecta of like huge movie franchises. Wow. All had their second movie. That's come that's, out. that's no reason. Like that feels like it's obvious then why this film is hugely forgotten that nobody really thinks about this film. Yeah, because, because it came out amidst. It came out, like, because they are like Lord of the Rings. And Star Wars and even Harry Potter are like they're like the three biggest franchises. It's hard yeah. to think of a franchise bigger than them. Yeah, you know, but I think I think you have to give it some kind of credibility that as as an original idea in a year where sequels dominated. I think there's some. Yeah, kind of, like, some I mean, well, to be fair though, the to give the last so the, the other movies so Spider Man that was number three, Men in Black two. Die Another Day, but then the last four are all original films. There's okay. Signs, Ice Age, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and Minority Report. Those were four of the highest grossing films of that year. Okay. So, who'd have thought Ice Age would be the franchise that survived? <laughs> well, I mean, James, James, I mean, Die Another Ice Day. Age, am I, right? I mean, oh, James yuck, Bond yuck. is still going. Wow, a different yeah. James Bond. Uh, they've made, I mean, they're making, there's another Harry Potter coming Wars. out this year. There's another Spider Man, oh. another Star Wars. So I say it's just, <laughs> the same continuity though. That's true. That's true. We're still in the same universe. And we're still waiting age. for a Reign of Fire two sequel. Would you, do you think? Do you think? Do you think Bowman would come back? Um, I hope not. I hope he doesn't. If he did, so I, okay. I so what if he comes back? What do you think the premise of Reign of Fire two will be? Everything. Well, they so, killed the dragon. Yeah, so like you know, a spoiler end of the first film, everything's hunky dory. Cut the big, big guy dragon. Yeah. All the wee girl dragons can't can't survive for some reason. So yeah, which I mean, Seems, what yeah. what a statement that is, eh? Right, Feminists, Bowman. you listen. I think <laughs> hashtag Bowman triggered the the female <laughs> dragons can't survive without the male. I think the uh, the film the, in the film's defense, it does say that they are running out of food, and that's why the big dragons kill right. the small dragons. Uh, because I did true. wonder that at the end of the film, like because you paid attention. I'm <laughs> like me. They, they were like they killed the big dragon, and um, like it seemed like a month later they were building towers, going, "Oh, how happy! You haven't seen dragons forever," and you're like. Well, how come the dragons died? But I guess it's like it's weirdly the same exploration, uh, ex, ex, um, the same fuck that, uh, the same <laughs> the same reason as twenty eight days later. The the monsters starved to death in that month. Yeah. So um, twenty eight days later, the dragons starve themselves out and they can't procreate. So that's probably. Do you think that's the reason there's not been you know because at the end of twenty eight weeks later, and you see all the zombies running into Paris, mm. and everybody was like, "Well, there's going to be a twenty eight bloody months later or whatever." But then they all die after like a month. 
They only die starvation. after a month of starvation when they can't find any more food. Oh, I guess so. If they get to Paris, they're if like, they get well, to Paris, fuck, they've man. got like the whole of Europe. We got food. French cuisine. There. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I think as well that movie was was atrocious. So why the, would the they, second why, one? Why would yeah. anyone fund it? I think that's the bigger reason why they haven't signed it. So. Robert Carlyle was in the second one. Didn't uh, do you think? Um, Good job. In making of this film, anyone said like so, someone had, uh, in my head? I like to think a, a writer wrote the line, "Stop dragging." Me down. Mm. No, no. We had a lot of fun making Matthew McConaughey puns. <laughs> okay, so what was it when he climbs out? He's like, "I'm having a, I'm having a bad McConaughey." It's <laughs> like, and then when he when he came back without a beard, and we were like, "He's had a McConaughey." <laughs> <laughs> I'm damn good pilot. I'm damn good pilot. <laughs> I just like to think he's playing like true detective McConaughey. Mm. We never yeah, said Christian Bale even once. Right, shall we just... How do we talk about this film? Um, Shall we start with the characters and cast? Shall we talk about the characters? Okay. Okay, first thing I want to say about everyone in this movie. Could not understand a fucking word most of them were saying. The accent choices are so thick. Like, it's unreal. Even Jared Butler, though, I feel he was most legible. Jared Butler, I feel like we get it because we're we're from the homeland represent, so... There's that as well, I think, because he... Works in Hollywood, so he pronunciates a lot better. Enunciates. Uh, pronunciates. Pronunciates. Stop, stop, stop dragging in the <laughs> um, And then I think you know you got Christian Bale. Christian Bale's putting up like what I don't it, it, like I, I said during the film. It feels like because it's an, kind of an American film, and it feels like American film set in Britain. It feels like they said, "Well, we need to make it clear that these are all British people." So yeah, we'll yeah. just give them ruddy British accents. So they like, give them these ridiculous, cockneyed up, like London gangster. Where was the, where was the accents? Was it? It was in not uh, fuck. It was somewhere with an Ingham. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it's like kind of Tottingham, Midlands, maybe. Mm, yeah. uh, well, it's got to be near London because uh, they fucking roll up to London at the end. Geography of the, movie. Of this film is definitely... the geography of London itself made like I could not figure out. Like looking at the backdrop when they're fighting in London, yeah. Like you're looking at where they're sitting and then what they're looking at. Geographically, it doesn't make sense, and it's the same when they're fighting, and you can see stuff in the background, and I'm like, this layout of London doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. Like yeah. they've made no effort to yeah. make it look like yeah. London. I think it definitely just looks like someone's made like a cutout silhouette of like yeah. London Eye. <laughs> they've just made a like... cutout silhouette of whatever, but they've put like something that looks like the, the 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 tower bridge or whatever in the in the yeah. background um but yeah so the cast so yeah everyone's so, fucking fair point right and, you know you can't really understand what they're saying you, you hear mcconaughey and he's going nah, like this and he's, like, yeah, he's giving it his man mcconaughey you know and yeah that, that that does take you away from it but it wasn't so much that it took me out it just it just felt so over the top and like everyone was trying super hard with their accents and yeah. Like half the time, like the, it was the scene when it was the scene. It's the scene when Matthew McConaughey kind of first arrives, and Christian Bale and Jared Butler are talking to Matthew McConaughey and the female character. I forget her name. And like I just <laughs> like I turned to you guys. I was just like, I cannot fucking understand a word anyone is saying. Like all I heard was just mumbling, and then like pe- aggressive mumbling. I had no idea what anyone was talking about. Yeah, I, I, I can't really fight that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, what do you think of? So this is McConaughey pre the Maco- Is it called the McConaissance? <laughs> when McConaughey oh, yeah, got yeah, when McConaughey yeah. got really good. So this is kind of pre that. Yeah. How I, do you I, feel about Matthew McConaughey? I, I think his. I think he plays a good portrayal of his character. He's, he's definitely trying real hard. I think you know he he packed on the muscle. Yeah. Definitely, his head looks like. Yeah. <laughs> like he looks like a penis that's yeah. ready to blow. Yeah, it looks like he's, he's popped a few Viagra. Like, yeah, it's really red and veiny. It's um, like, I think he was really good, and I think he plays the the character of cocky American. I'm the fucking. He's not even really cocky. Not even cocky. I am like, I'm badass, and he, you know, what people come to to want from mm. American. The, I think the problem with the characters is that they. I'm not really given any personality or any sorts, which is why I think towards the end it's kind of hard to care. Yeah, yeah you're kind it's of not so hard to care. You're like you don't really care if they die. Uh, Matthew McConaughey does die in the film, and 
who 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 cares? Like you, you don't really you didn't really find out much about him. And I yeah, know it's about their struggle, but like a, the, even the most like post apocalypse films that most of them tend to give the character some sort of personality, some sort of humanizing stuff that um, makes you go and makes you at the climax want to actually support them and um, want them to see them turn out mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Matthias. I'm slowly just. <laughs> well, man, I'm Come on, William. Defend opinion. the best movie of um, all time. <laughs> you didn't realize you, we we do it. We own people. We yeah, smash you, you down. Uh, sometimes I like having a guest. <laughs> sometimes you're bullying's like, allowed. On the <laughs> you, you just watch a film, and these guys can can't just think, oh, it's a film, but. I can't like I can totally I can there are films that I like that I know aren't good but I enjoy them because they're enter, at the very least entertaining but like Rain of Fire just doesn't have that at all yeah. I don't think I, like, I th- for me re-watching this film definitely when being a wee guy seeing this film thinking dragons yeah fighting that's cool I love it watching it now realising it's a lot slower than the advertising. So slow. Yeah, very slow. They kill one dragon in the first like half an hour, and then it's just a lot of talking. It's not even that. It, yeah, um, yeah. It's like they 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 spend the movie just like planning like this dragon's just flying around eating people, and then they're like they finally kill it, but then they they're not. Matthew McConaughey says they're not allowed to celebrate. They're not. Everyone has to be sad. Sad because we lost three men. And then, like, they fight the big. They they they're like, we gotta kill the big dragon, and then they kill the big dragon, and then the movie's over, and it's like so little happens in an hour and 40 minutes like they spend a long time at that castle yeah like a long because, long time but you know because they paid for it that's and true that's where probably a lot of the budget went aye what would you um, do if you didn't if you had a castle you'd bloody make loads of movies yeah. <laughs> I, I think like the big problem i have with this film is like it's like i said i can enjoy a bad movie that is entertaining and fun this film is so fucking joyless everything's just depressing the film is just grey there's no colour to it at all which I get the dragons are supposed to have burned it up but like it just means you're just looking at just grey just dust everywhere like everyone's just angry like I said there's a scene where they're trying to celebrate but Matthew McConaughey's like no we're not allowed to celebrate like because three people have died three people you didn't know at all and it's like okay we can't even enjoy this bit like everything's just so fucking dour but like not in a good way where you can watch like Never Let Me Go as a sad movie that movie will fucking that's a depressing film but it's a good it's well it's a well made film I know yeah. you can't compare the two but like good lord it's joyless and for a movie about <clears throat> fighting dragons for, that should be so exciting and it's just not for me then you're to think of it's joyless then if you compare it to 28 Days Later that is a bleak grey brutal film like 28 days no but then you have moments like and moments of in a world where there's no humanity you have these moments of yeah utter bliss there's this the scene where they go into the shop the shop and yeah. the spree and there's you, by the end of it you know the little parts of hope and joy they have you know yeah it works it does give you faith and I think definitely that's something Bowman just Talk about him like he's an obtuer. Oh, <laughs> That's something that a uh, Bowman. <laughs> uh, oh fuck, I've forgotten. Michael Rob, did not begin with an R. Robert. Rob. Mm. Oh god. Rob. Who cares? Nah. Ron. That's the Bowman, anyway. You know, I think. I think definitely he's kind of fucked up in that. Right? Yeah, he's just he makes no effort to make any kind of connections with anyone. Like it's just. You would regret that. Well, um. I mean, it's a, it's a big mistake that dark films try to do, like films that, like uh, if you want to look something more topical, that's something that's topical done to death, whatever. Like even like Batman versus Superman, where they think to make it dark is to um, and make it heavy is to take out all the humor. But then I don't think you realize that is um, this idea that if if the characters have humor and they're able to joke and they're able to laugh and they're able to relate, that's what makes it more tragic when they die. That's what mm. makes it um, more engaging when their lives are in danger because uh, um, humor humans um, mm. people and that's this film is missing that entirely the mm. very small connections the small connection Christian Bale has to his community his cult shall we call them is uh, that they're children and children should be kept alive because they're innocent and that's more of a cultural iconography than anything personal to Christian Bale's character mm. uh, yeah I want to talk about Scott Motor who was the 
teenage actor in the film. Best part, obviously. Terrible. No. Truly atrocious. No, no, no. Like, part. cannot deliver a line to save his life. Mm. Really um, that's why he's there. Apparently, he's no longer an actor. What? He's now a football coach, nah. according to his Twitter account. Nah, that's, so, nah, I'm not believing that. You think he went on to great things? Yeah, yeah. What, what team? I don't know. I didn't, oh, I didn't look that deeply into it. Are we, are we not sports people? We're yeah. not sports fans. <laughs> um... <laughs> If you want to do some research into Scott Murray, <laughs> we, we should track him down and get him on second opinion. Uh, we should do in the year 2020. <gasps> the anniversary. So, oh yeah, my the, god, yes. News, 2020 is when the dragons come alive. You know those, that, those fucking. So, 2020, we get <clears throat> Scott. What's his name? Scott Mauer. We get him in. How old? He must be like. Pushing mid 30s, 40s, must be something like that. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get him. We, we might know what if we do friends and we could get together. What's that guy that does the show where he goes around and like reunites casts like he did the A team in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, Justin Lee Collins. Justin Lee Collins, who, <laughs> we should isn't do. really famous because he beat up his girlfriend, didn't he? Oh, yeah, but he still made the shows, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. What I'm saying fine, is, man. we need Sorry. to take that format in 2020. And reunite the cast of Reign of Fire for like an anniversary screening where we watch it, like Back to the Future 2, we watch it on the day that Reign of Fire is meant to be set. I'm with it. We should do that. Do you think we'll be this podcast will be popular enough where we might have the cultural influence to pull together the cast of Reign of Fire I, I, for I think, a reunion? I, I think this podcast will be that famous where you won't be doing podcasts anymore. You'll be, you'll be um, advertising lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, like live we, the second opinion lifestyle. Yeah, I, I think it'll be all about the brand. It would just be nice to not record in my bedroom anymore because it's quite cramped. It'd be nice like to it. have a nice recording studio, it's maybe. Intimate. But I like to see where you sleep. It's yeah. I mean, I feel like this is the only time gentlemen come into my bedroom. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> watch <out. laughs> We're just dragging him, dragging, dragging him, him down. down. So back Classic. to fire. right? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So, you sure you don't want to talk about more about my bit? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> so we, we've, right got, we've gone through the characters, the plot. Very, Shall we? Very ha- yeah, halfway. I feel like <laughs> we jumped around a lot. Oh, wait, we went through the characters, the plot. Like we've said, is poorly paced, and it's um, um, well, what else was it? It's it's set in the castle. Um, what else? Let's say about the plot. What what, what do you say, William? Um. I'll leave, I'll, leave, I'll leave my point until I think. How much we'll like talk, the... We'll talk all the shit about it. And then... We'll, we'll talk all the shit about it and then I'll um I'll bring in my... my you know, my big guns. Why, why I think this is a good film. Oh, I'm excited. I, I hear a theory. This, 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 <laughs> this could fall flat in my face, but you know... I think it's definitely going to fall flat in your face. <laughs> definitely think I'm clutching at straws, you know what? Mm, I, do, I, think, I don't think Rob Bowman yeah, had the same so theory you did. So, how do you feel, how, how do we feel the CGI holds up? <coughs> I think at points, the dragons look good for the time. To there are, there are times where the dragons don't look too bad. Um... Mm. There's, there was definitely worse CG out it, then. I tell you what, it is because like it came out the same year as Spider Man. It does feel like that CGI. You know when yeah. you sometimes see the villains or the Spider Man himself in Spider Man, and it's maybe they're slightly too stretchy or they're slightly yeah. thin. You, it's kind of obvious. It is on that part. The problem with the film is that they had such an ambitious thing of wanting to do dragons and big creatures and relying them on CGI that it's kind of they've it's. It does feel like it was probably the best they could have done for the time on the budget. Maybe they could have tried Jurassic Park level and mixed practical with CGI, mm. but it's probably it's on a budget there. That's at one point it does, you know, when, when they kill that first dragon. Aye. you know, there's a big like the big prosthetic yeah, that, was, that they had is incredible. Yeah, cool. the and big model. Bowman uh, did <laughs> say, you know, I'm talking about him again. Cool. Bowman did say like he wanted to make a B movie, but turn it into an A movie. Like didn't a creature work. film didn't work. So I can see at points his um, creative decision. I definitely see where he thinks he was doing right. Mm-hmm. I will give it credit. It's not like it's not much uh, worse than Jurassic World. Oh yeah, I would. I, yeah, well, Jurassic World like still astounds me because it's like how did how did these dinosaurs look 
so bad even though this this film has been made it's based on a tw- film almost 20 years after yeah, yeah like a film that, that did it so revolutionized well. yeah <clears throat> so um, I think the CG is good. I think not it's fine. The dragons are fine. What Some my issue is that is the fire. Yeah, the fire, yeah. like whenever the dragons are blowing fire in front of people, it never. Like it's never yeah. blended together well at all. Yeah, it's very blatantly a green screen. Which I guess again, it's the time it was. But it, there's never a point where you're like where it just blends together seamlessly. Yeah, it always looks like. Yeah, green screened in fire, and the people you can kind of see the Whoa, outlines of the people who are in front of it. Yeah, kind of especially in the opening scene when they're running away from the first dragon, who's apparently been hiding under the ground like that's, the that's tripods and War of the Worlds. Like, <laughs> um, also, could we talk about how much? How I think Christopher Nolan saw that that opening, and was like, we could do it. A Batman, we could do the same with Batman again. <laughs> yeah, fall down a big hole. All the bats. I like, <laughs> I like in the opening how they they find a void and they send the kid in first. Yeah, so so it's a very bizarre moment. Mm. So for the the reason why they're drilling the hole is they're they're doing works in the London Underground or extending it. Um, and the kid's going to meet his mom, who's like a head, like she must be like a head kind of chief there organizing it. And all, all the people working out, like, oh, hey, 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 Christian Bale, Christian Bale boy child, <laughs> hey, your, your mum's down there, oh, cool, banter. And then um, one of the workers blasts through and finds a big cavern, like a, comes in a big passage, and then Christian Bale was just after speaking to his mum for like a minute about not getting a scholarship, which doesn't really have much <clears> point. <throat> um, yeah, the guy's like, hey, you have a look first, and then he just goes and has a cigarette, and Christian Bale walks in the hole, starts feeling some looks like rocks with some sparkles on it, and then it's a dragon. And then, Imagine that. And then the mm, dragon this boy, like, this boy found some sparkly, touched some sparkly rocks. What happened next? Will shock <laughs> you. <laughs> I can understand that the man who uh, decided to send the child in first wasn't expected it to be a dragon game. <laughs> Not many people are. But there could have been so many risks in yeah. there. He could have tripped up, fell down a more uh, like a deep cavern that went on, and he could have fallen to his death. He could have like he could have been attacked by a creature that wasn't a dragon. That was more normal to find something like that. A homeless man. <laughs> so much stuff could have happened. Where? Like, no, you go first, kid. What's the worst that could happen? Dragon apocalypse? Damn, make me laugh. <laughs> I think if the, you know, if there wasn't a dragon there and he just died, I think they'd name the underground station after him, like a memorial. After Christian, what? Yeah, like after the wee boy's name, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. 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 Did he have a name in the film? Uh, oh, probably. Yeah, no, he did. Mm. Um, Coltman. Um, Ron Hubbard. <laughs> um did, did you guys were you guys kind of hope like i was definitely hoping later on in the film when they come back to that place and he sees the lift that they were on where his mum died where his mum died Spoiler. were you just hoping for like the fucking he's looking in and the, like does the cut like the skeleton rolls out like the skeleton of his mum rolls out and you get a bit of a fright you're like Whoa. You, you did say that and i was hoping but you know it wasn't that cheesy and no it's sh- not cheesy. He looks like... and then matthew mcconaughey is like Use it, and I was like, "Is he talking about like <laughs> use the emotion?" Like, yeah, okay. Let's let's. But let's, then how? Let's, did... okay. let's, let's rewind a bit here. Let's okay. talk about. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about a part that got us all laughing. <laughs> so Whoa. McConaughey has left. Took some of the four best men in Christian mm. Bale's army. Oh, sure. Sure. And then Christian Bale. I, I, I can't remember where he leaves the castle. He just goes on a wee horse ride. I think he goes to try and find seeds, doesn't he? That's it. He tries to get seeds. Um, comes back. The the male dragon. It sounds so bo- like given the grandscape of the, oh, the scope of the film, and they're like, "Oh, we've got to find seeds." You're like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. So, McConaughey's messed up. It's only him and the the the, the lady alive, and someone else. I can't remember mm. who. Christian Bale goes back to the castle, and the the male dragon uh, is setting it on fire. Mm. And then, so then with the scene where he walks in and Jared Butler's carrying a, a kid and he's like, where's the And uh, okay, he's looking for the other kid and he's shouting upstairs and he runs upstairs. There's a little boy and he's like... It's <laughs> like, he, what yeah, are you talking about? <laughs> stick with me. He, he's, there's a little boy and he puts a little boy like 
over like like round his neck it was really really weird how he carried him and then obviously the little boy's little sister and she's like holding on to the door because yeah. she's scared and he's like let go let go let go he's like let go let go yeah he goes <laughs> like, like a definitely like zero to eleven yeah, really like, fast like, like, um, uh, that that bit was hilarious because it does you, like you said it does feel like they've done a f- good few takes of that scene and the girl is just like fucking just not play it like not playing along the way he needs to so he's just like mm. either that or that was like a test run <laughs> and, and they just and was like yeah no that let go <laughs> right jobs are good in there we go let's all go home let's cut that guys lunch anyone lunch lunch um you yes, kind of was... hoping there was going to be a scene where like Christian Bale berated somebody in this film. How how like, would that sound though, Scott you, Morrison? He said, "You could have you could have helped us fight that dragon, but instead you were over there, da 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 da, like this in the background." <laughs> <laughs> you and me were fucking done professionally, man. Fight dragons? That's not happening anymore. Dragging uh, me on. So I'm pulling out my big guns now. Right. Are we going to go for this? Okay. We'll mention it because I, I think if part with this film now, in hindsight, I think putting my wanky film hat on. Yeah, your wanky film, like, this is a stretch. Like, yeah. when you told us this in the pub earlier, and I was like, this is nonsense. So I, I think this film is trying to tell us. Um, oh, you're right there. What did you just do? <laughs> I ain't Eminem. Have you still got Eminem? <laughs> it was funny. I was one Eminem. <laughs> right. I'll wait. Oh, come on. That's been a sign. Oh. Would you like a JK Eminem? No, I'm okay. <sighs> right. So, I think what this film has to offer, in hindsight, is a fair, well, not even fair, I think it is a subconscious, <laughs> not even subconscious, I think it's it, it definitely, I don't think Bowman was trying to go for this, but I think it definitely encapsulates some feelings towards um, the second Gulf War. <laughs> Sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, right. the Gulf War. Um, so, like, that year of 2002, uh, Bush was pushing for um, the invasion. Uh, <laughs> The invasion of the world. So no, throughout two thousand two, Bush was trying to find reason to invade um, Iraq again. Iraq. You know, I should have really double checked my facts. Probably sure, sure, have. sure. Anyway, that war in two thousand two. Right. Throughout that, and then halfway through two thousand two, he got Blair, Tony Blair, mm-hmm. on his side, mm-hmm. where they both worked together on a case for the invasion of Iraq. Right. Okay, so that politics, that's the real talk. Throughout this film, I feel Christian Bale is trying to fight. At at the start, he fights against what McConaughey's character is trying Mm -hmm. to do and his objectives. He wants to protect his people and doesn't want to be a part of it. There's a scene where they fight and McConaughey beats Christian Bale. Yep, beats him him up, gets his shirt off and everything. Soon after that, you know then that's when the, the point where the dragon comes and beats it up and, and um, Christian Bale's turned and thinks and he's with McConaughey and he's going to fight this evil dragon and reclaim their land and, and I think to an extent it symbolises however vague it might symbolises how the Bush administration bet British politics and the British public and tricked, tricked most, most of maybe parts of the media kind of tricked and invoked feelings of this is what we should be doing so I think in hindsight this is what I take from it now might not be true um, I don't you know I'm, it is cl- perhaps clutching at straws and I'm talking out my backside but I think there's, there's some kind of <clears throat> some truth there I, but I mean there's always movies about two people that don't get along but then they got to they got to fight together to kill I, the bigger threat. I think threat. it's interesting the national identity uh, yeah. aspect of it. Um, I think what's interesting about that idea of the idea that the it betrays bitterness um, towards like a an American invasion of um, 
like he they come in and take Brit, um, his people which obviously if they were to mm. represent Britain he takes their people to fight he, de- he decides it's not a case of uh, volunteering it's a case of subscription yeah. what is interesting if that's like a uh, if that's the idea of that being some sort of connection to the film is that the film justifies that the film go uh, if, this is the reason why we're doing this because right, the American politics mm. um, uh, Amer- Americans were right to do that the Americans were right to come into our country uh, in, in a more figurative sense than um, in real life um, take our troops fight this uh, imposing power which in the film would be a dragon um, so like at the end of the day they would um, uh, and they defeated the dragon and the British people even though they've lost people are better off um, which would advocate for the war crimes that Tony Blair is said to have um, committed. This is really out of my depth. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this well. I I'm really, I'm really going. Because I think it's because um, there's some like um, in- interesting stuff you could say about the fact that it's an American um, in Britain. Because like you would think, if you're reading the film, it doesn't have to be an American that comes along with tanks. Yeah. It could just be a Brit- yeah, British, British person. Yeah. Uh, but then you could also uh, see. Um, uh, similarities to uh, Britain and Americans' relationship in World War Two, because like in Britain, World War um, British oh, okay. people in World War Two were being beaten down, and let's let's face it, burnt down London isn't, isn't is could really be seen as a hyperbole version of blitzed London um, to the point where it's burnt down completely, and um, the British people survive in rationing. It's literally rationing in this because they've happened to try and um, scavenge food and. Uh, try and keep it going for as long as possible uh, and then the American people come in to fight their war um, against the dragon dragon Nazis Get, did you see that in this podcast I got to say dragon <laughs> dragon Nazis, Nazis. Um, bucket list check <laughs> <laughs> and I, think that, I think that's interesting in its own right because um, there is um, there's almost stuff being said about that because the uh, the difference uh, between um, that and like a more contemporary one, which uh, the contemporary one has a lot more merit to it, I think, because it's just straight after it happening, um, is that the the Nazis are uh, obviously seen as um, ultimately bad and so are the dragons. Um, but there's also this speech that Matthew McConaughey has that you referred to in the party, uh, because American politics of the time was so isolation. They were pro um, not getting involved in anything. Mm-hmm. They in before um, Pearl Harbor, America was big on the fact that you did not support going into the war. That's not something you wanted to do, and that isolation politics would feed into his speech where he goes, "I, um, we, yes, we came and attacked your enemies, the dragon, but we lost our men, and that's kind of against what we were believing before." I'm always interested for the rations because one of the things Matthew McConaughey do- first does when he enters is he throws an apple to a kid, which is actually something that the American troops were well known for doing when they came over to Britain to help fight on the yeah. um, German front. Is that um, it was in fact there's a lot of women that um, British women who slept with American men because they were like they they came over and they were they were helping win the war and um, and they had chocolates and t- um, stockings and all of these <sighs> things that they would give and help for this Britain that's been beaten over the head for rations for so fucking long. Um, so there's that you can see that almost in the way he throws that apple and it's like uh, catch it, the kid catches the apple and it's something that they've been struggling to grow for the last few years mm. and this American just is able to throw him away I think you definitely said it better than I did I just kind of like the big fucking smug grin on your face yeah, that you like, shot yeah, me as he <laughs> yeah he saved me Danny no you, you definitely said it better I just um, I was struggling to word it but I definitely think of the theme of national identity it does feel relevant, as I say, considering he Matthew McConaughey's character doesn't have to be American. There's no reason yeah, for no, him totally. to be American. Also, Jared Butler's Scottish. Hmm. You know, you never know if he Christian Bale's Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't tell me. You know, United Forces. And... I mean, I feel like yeah, there is that, but there's also the thing we talked about with the hat, the kind of th- mental theory about hackers, where like with enough with enough time. And enough, like, just molding of the of the subject matter, you can just make a fil- you can make a film represent the thing you want it to represent. You know what I mean, I, I mean, you are definitely there's there's definitely there's, good... there's something there, but I don't think. Bowman... I don't think that's what Bowman. Oh no, he, he set out to make a a, a, a Hollywood B movie genre piece that would scare people, and we yeah. saw the clip where he's saying. Um, 
He's talking about some horror horror movie that like, I don't know about. He's like, cut to the door, back to the face, back cut to back, the, to the back, door, to the door. back to the door, back to the back to the pit. And I was like, Sons he is door. talking fucking nonsense. <laughs> I, he generally, I think he generally set out to feel, to make people scared. And even when I first watched this, when I was a teenager, I don't, th- I wasn't scared. What was it you guys were saying? I think I was out of the room just before we started. Fidget and you were saying something about like. This guy took so, like ages to work out Jaws. Yeah, he was talking about how the idea of making uh, an, uh, a B movie as an A movie, taking what is essentially a B movie premise and doing it with uh, professional people and a professional high class actors and stuff. That's Jaws, but 30 years later. Mm. Um, that's what Jaws did. That's what, how the blockbuster was invented. And that's how the blockbuster was carried on through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and here um, Bowman comes at the early 2000s and seems to in the DVD extras of Reign of Fire claims that yeah, that's, yeah. that's his inspiration that mm. I am I am forging a new way of making movies and it's like well you know no you're making <laughs> you're, you're, take, you're making an X-File monster of the week yeah kind of filming and you've it's just yeah and he filmed Electra that's a piece of shit <laughs> he did Electra, like it's like it doesn't surprise me thinking about this film like Electra the biggest problem with Electra is how fucking boring it yeah. is yeah um, just profoundly boring and even though um, I'll tell you what Reign of Fire is better than Electra it's still oh no I, I defend them like Reign of Fire I haven't seen more, Electra so I can't oh it's more watchable I'm gonna keep it that way because fucking Reign of Fire board the next episode I'm on we'll watch Electra okay we'll just do <laughs> every time every time William's on you can guarantee <laughs> we're Bowman watching a Bowman film, film. <laughs> um I think that, um going back a step I think there's an interesting thing about um whether the director intended it because there's always a when in when you have um books there's you have a sole creator like is animal farm about um communist russia well yeah it is because that's clearly what the author intended um but with a film there's so much of a uh, such a different thing i always think that a film is more of a product of its culture maybe more so than its director because a film is created by so many different people that are exposed to the same uh, culture in the same time period that it's created so I think it's interesting to think that not all of the time films are controlled by the preferred medium of the director. And something like this, they're, um, 9-11, they, these people are uh, making a film that's just after 9-11. And 9-11 something that's so on their mind that you can't help but think that there must be influences in that in mm. air, all of these things. Oh, even, even if the director... Um, even if the director... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Danny, I want you to be around with me anytime I make like, <laughs> the vague point that I think has not and you, you I, f- I feel pretty good about you. Yeah, Danny's fucking crushed um, it. But it's it's just all about contextualising like films and uh, like what, what like that sort of place that it would the, the the mindset the crew would be in. Which is why I think film is a more interesting thing because it's more of a product of a series of people. Because even though a director can make as many decisions as they like, there's still decisions, small decisions that'll be made by other people. Like he, the director directs people who are in control of the costume department and the director directs people who are in control of the set. And, um, they will make decisions and they will make decisions. And, and it's ended up this uh, film is an artistic product of a group of people that just happens to be um, mm-hmm. directed by a director. And I think that even though you could say, oh, Bowman had no idea that he was making it, like he could be even remotely trying to make something that was any sort of commentary on the um, what was topical and political at the time, you can't say that everyone in this film wasn't um, yeah. influenced by yeah. it, even at a subconscious level. Yeah, what he said. Good job, man. Thanks, Danny. You're welcome. We'll give him a little... Uh, closer to the mics. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This will be fun to edit. Um, can we just talk... I want to talk about my personal favourite moment of the film. Go for it. Uh, it, was the was it, cover, the it was the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> it was the scene where they're looking at Time Magazine and it's like... It's a drawing of it's like 50 dragons. I think they're surrounding the Empire State Building and New York is in flames. And it says, The end? Question mark? Like, yeah, it's probably the end, guys. <laughs> but but that's, that's like... I don't know how many pages the, the Times magazine is, but that's like a full issue. Yeah, of like, like what? every state, like every capital. I'm like, who's like and what we, else? We, what yeah. else was written about in that issue of Time other than the yeah, fact like, that dragons were attacking the world? Like, what, what? What chief? What chief editor 
is still worried about his paper circulation yeah. when dragons are attacking, attacking the world. Yeah, like, and go spend Empire. time with your family. It's not even like it's happening in another country. It's like, oh, well, Paris has been attacked. No, they, they show it the Empire State Building. It's in America. They're attacking everywhere. Why the fuck do you still care about circulation? Print media's dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so fuck your Time Magazine. You're outdated. Yeah, Stop you're a part of a Dragon's Time Magazine. If I've not said it once, I've said it twice. I'm not said it what, three times. Times Magazine should stop reporting about dragons. Mm. They should. They really should. It's getting ridiculous now. Like we, their agenda. <laughs> well, we see the uh, there's there, there, there's also a scene in this film where the uh, where Jared Butler and Christian Bale show you how much we care about the characters, where it's easier for me to refer to them as their actors. as their actor's name. Um, the, the I think there there is a really kind of cute fun scene where we're talking about we previous just the start we were talking about how there is no hope in this film and that's why we do, I think. There, there. That that is maybe the only point of hope in that film where they they recreate a scene, the scene from Star Wars, yeah. where um, Darth Vader. Spoiler triggered, where Darth Vader says, "You know, I am your father." To to look, so I think that that's a really fun scene. It's it's not really fun. Fun is the wrong word. Fun's um. What's the kind of word I'm looking for? It does give them like it does humanize them a bit. Like it does like they're telling these stories and that they're. They've still got this clinging on to this sort of the culture that they'll remember. I it does feel it does kind of humanize them that they they mm. they're wanting to retell these stories. Um, if we're ever in the apocalypse, are you guys going to retell Rain of Fire? I'm gonna. To... I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna retell. Um, so if, okay, scenario. We'll, we'll oh. do one each. No. We'll, <laughs> we'll do one each. Pack, you've got, got to pick a film, not Rain of Fire. Okay. Just pick any film you would re reenact. The Holy Mountain. You'd reenact the Holy Mountain. Yeah, I'd reenact the Holy Mountain. To a group of ten year olds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Holy Mountain. Even like the whole turning your shit into gold yeah. and like okay. I feel like that's a tamer moment in that film. But yes, I would recreate mm. the Holy Mountain. What were you, Danny? Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> oh that's quite a good one. I, I was I was uh I would, I'd probably go for like irreversible. <laughs> <laughs> And just like I don't know, I, I don't know how I'd do that to a bunch of kids, but you know, you'd find out. What about like nine songs? It's the Michael Winterbottom, Michael Winterbottom film that has like, it's just got sex in it. Or I could do like Antichrist. Could do uh, what's his face? Love. Um, uh, Gaspar Noe. Gaspar Noe's love. Yeah. Oh, just, hello. Oh, that's an Eminem. So no, it was a Jake Eminem. We'll get to that. <laughs> um. So yeah, this film has its flaws. It is, Big time. I think it is definitely a product of in a year where the biggest blockbusters were remakes. You know, I think it was quite, quite. I think that's every year because I think every year there's always going to be blockbusters and remakes and reboots. So I think anytime there's a film that that does something different as a, a new um, intellectual property, I think that is bold. I definitely don't think it has worked this time. No, I think at the time it did, but we watching it. I had rose tinted glasses before we watched mm. it today. When, when do dragon films work? What dragon? I think films have I just worked? think dragons work when they're like in fantasy movies where they're but where they're part of a bigger mm. picture. I think Smaug works brilliantly. He's a good dragon. It's a it's a terrible franchise. See, I disagree, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the bloody <laughs> Hobbit another day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's a good question. You know, you know the dragons in Game of Thrones work. The yeah, Sean Connery dragon and Dragonheart. You know, I think to an extent that does as well. But that's that's probably the CG probably doesn't hold up as. Oh, do you know what dragon film works? Pete's Dragon, the remake. Mm, I did yeah, enjoy that. It's a good one. You seen it, William? No. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good example. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did enjoy Pete's Dragon. Yeah, like I guess that. They almost work as either a fantasy or maybe even a quirk. Mm. But something like Dragon's Heart maybe works as a more corny, quirky film. Mm. But it's kind of hard to get them to work in a sort of contemporary setting. Was it a dragon or was it like a, just a big dog in the never-ending story? <laughs> I enjoyed, I did enjoy every time in um, this movie where the helicopter comes in. And we were like, oh, it's just, it's just, they forgot to CGI the helicopter <laughs> to make it look like a dragon. <laughs> the helicopter's got a bunch of ping pong balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, a dragon. It's got a morph suit on. Like. 
<laughs> oh no <laughs> how did it get this far into post-production and no one noticed I like the idea of uh, Christian Bale running away from a, uh, a helicopter pretending it's a dragon and then pretending it's been spitting fire at him yeah. and oh my god it's the fire from the dragon <laughs> from. oh my god even Christian Bale's like fuck it I'm not even I'm, even, I'm not this good an actor yeah well uh, yeah I mean I thought the film was fucking boring uh. It's boring and grey and I didn't give a shit about anyone in the film and I wanted it to be over. Like, I, when I thought, I thought when Matthew McConaughey and stuff go out to fight it, I was like, oh, this is like the build up to the final battle. But no, there's like a whole nother, oh, four, the there's like, a, there. there's like another 40 minutes and I was like, oh my fucking God, there I'm so bored. You're thinking, oh, it's going to be a big, big, awesome fight. Yeah, I just laid my head down on your shoulder at one point and just kind of had a little. You're like, I'll, I'll admit it to you after, you know. When they're fighting with the, the the male dragon, there's probably some kind of like symbolism about there being a male dragon. Mm. I don't know, but you know when they're fighting the the big dragon, uh, I I was kind of like, okay, come on now. Just... Well, it's it's the it's the kind of the the male dragon is the sort of the quick way ticket to the, um, getting out of the scenario. Yeah, but exactly. like the Independence Day, if they just defeat the mothership, all the other ships will crash. In if, Avengers, if they defeat, if they defeat the, uh, I think it's the mothership again, all the aliens will collapse. If they defeat the mm-hmm. the fight, the big dragon, all the other dragons will die. The male dragon, that's not it's the male dragon. That's mm-hmm. that's why they have to kill it. It's usually the other way around. Usually, it's like a a queen bee that has loads of worker bees. It's kind of it's kind of actually a switch mm-hmm. around that the reign of fire decides that the the it's a king dragon rather than a queen dragon. Another point, Danny, that uh, I will Danny's keep listening. I'm defending this film. This is the issue with doing a podcast with someone who's smarter than you. So it just, I, oh, look, I'm, 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 I'm tugging at my collar in <laughs> a really bashful way. Oh. You know, the, you know, the, the actors in this film, you know, Butler, uh, Christian Bale, and um, McConaughey have all went on to do bigger, bigger things for mm. them. Butler, you know. Butler, not gonna, so He's say, been in a lot of films. I was going to say better work. films, but you know. He's been in films. Yeah, <laughs> it's, been well, it's it's funny to think like after that he went on and done like three hundred. Hmm. Christian Bale done um Batman. Batman, and what did McConaughey do after that? Uh, well, he's done a lot of kind of. Ah, uh, he's hit back recently. Interstellar, like, True Detective. He's he does more kind of look like. It's definitely not as as kind of big mm. things as. Must. Mud was good. Mud was good. What was what was was, was what was the one where like, no, oh, I'm thinking of Sahara. <laughs> I, get I think that was around and, the same time as this. Who's who's the guy in Sahara and he's in Limitless? Bradley Cooper. No, Bradley Cooper's not in Sahara. Matthew oh, McConaughey's in Sahara. Is he? Yeah. Oh god, I'll, I keep getting, <laughs> Oh, in my head, I, I was thinking, oh yeah, I was getting mixed up with those two, but I got no, you weren't I, getting I got mixed up at all. Yeah. Got... <sighs> um, but yeah, I think we can kind of round it round off there would you would you recommend this film to someone fuck no no no, <laughs> no i never want to watch it again <laughs> <laughs> not even like just you know you might not have a cousin but if, you if i got home like drunk at like three o'clock in the morning and it was on film four <laughs> and it was at the kind of final stretch you, you, you i'd maybe that. watch like the dragon fight okay. but like i'd have to be pretty fucking far gone yeah to sit and watch it but like no I never I don't want to see this movie again it bored Ever me to again. tears no you why know, would I when I can why would I waste my time when I can watch good stuff or like new stuff no, I, I don't know or actually watch Empire Strikes Back it's like these people my, my flatmate he went to go see Batman v Superman like four times even though he didn't enjoy it and I'm like what are you on about like what are you on about you see it once if you don't like it don't go see it again I think I, I would recommend this film because I think it is definitely for me as a now watching it as a product of its time. I've said that, but I think it's it's a good example of how far we've come <laughs> in cinema and the awkward stages of um, the new millennium. Mm. I think we can easily see. I was very sweet whistle about this one. Show for his teeth, through my teeth. Uh, what, okay. what is all? What are you doing later? Yes. (laughs) Well, we've got a question for you. We so oh, okay. I was I wasn't expecting. So right. So basically, on an unreleased episode. Oh well, let's ask her the first question. Do you know who voices the M and M's off the advert? No. 
Okay, J. You know the yellow M M&M? and M? Yeah. It's voiced by J K Simmons, the teacher from Whiplash. Oh, that's J K Simmons. Right. Right. Really? Right. So we discovered this. Danny pitched. Danny told me this in. We haven't released it. I don't think we will. Where we <laughs> talked lost about episode. Or yeah, we talked about the Justice League movie. And, um, that was going to be terrible, controversial. That was more or less the, the, the point of it. And um, so we came up with a sign-off. And now there's two versions of this sign-off. And we constantly debate. And I just want... We're going to give you two. We're not going to tell you whose is whose. And we just want you to give your honest opinion on which you think is better. So, as in, Danny will say a sign-off and you'll say one. And then I will... No, we'll just both... Well, I'll Scott's, just tell you them both. Scott's going to tell you them both. Right. Okay, but, what, but one of them is from you yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so there's yeah, okay I'm with you. so there's uh either you know eat your jk simmons or eat your jk m&ms which do you think is better eat your jk simmons <laughs> eat your jk m&ms right, hold on. eat your jk simmons eat your jk simmons eat your jk m&ms i feel like the second one oh no, 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 no. <laughs> let me finish i feel like the second one you're saying JK, as on like JK M and M's. Like I, 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 I think, junkie. I think that adds a layer to it. Yeah, that kind of. I think e- I, I was, I think eat your JK Simmons is better because it just it incorporates that without JK I, Simmons there would be no evidence. I think that's good, but how many? Like I didn't know. You didn't know we voiced them until that came. How many people know? What people will learn. There's a right. Buzz, Buzzfeed article about it. Oh, okay. Everybody right, loves okay. Buzzfeed. Um, okay, can, can, can I hear them one more time and I'll pick one? Eat your JK Simmons. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eat your JK Eminem's. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm probably going to say the first one. Nah, I do back. like the first one a bit more. See, um, JK Simmons doesn't have any, any reference to Eminem in it. See, the only thing about this guy, the only worry I have with taking this guy's opinion hey. is that he thinks the letter J is pronounced Jai. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Take your chippers and your dressing <laughs> gowns and all your nonsensical Aberdeen nonsense. It, it's not nonsensical Aberdeen nonsense. Are we, are it's, we doing this? It's the correct... <laughs> it's, for, niche. it's the correct pronunciation I'm of a thinking, letter. I'm looking at the timer here. It is J. <laughs> it's it J. is in the west coast, central belt of Scotland. <laughs> Jai... D sport. It's J D sport. J D sport. Because you wouldn't say J J B. You'd say J. No, you why though? It's wrong. It's not the name of the company. Dad, where are you getting your polo shirts? I'm getting three couple ones for three pound at J D. But then why you? But then you say J K Rowling. You don't say J K Rowling. I'm not a monster. Well, you are a monster. You pronounce it wrong. And your justification, your justification is that. J rhymes with I, but J rhymes with K, so that doesn't make sense. No, you're wrong. You're definitely wrong. <laughs> you're Look, a monster. It's nah. ma- see, you fucking living in Glasgow. See, whenever I go to, like the cinema, oh, oh, and they're like, "Oh, you're in Road Jai," and I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> good man. <laughs> a good Christian man. That boy telling good you that. Christian I believe man. in that. I'm good. Oh, Danny, how do you say it? J or J? It's J. It's wrong J. Answer. Thank you, Danny. And the, the, the problem is is that when you say J.K. Rowling, J.K. Simmons, J.J. Abrams, when we say it, there's consistency, and that's what makes us correct. Yeah, I agree. You can't be bloody chopping and changing all the time. You know what's even weirder when people... Wait, I think we had to... What, what do you call the outside of a wolf? Oh, fuck off with this shit! No, no, this, 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 is, this is weird. <laughs> this one makes no sense. Yeah. It's the heel. Wrong you call answer. it... What is it? The outside The outside. Because it's the outside of the loaf. Nonsense. What would you say? I, I, I call it the crust. Wrong I'm answer. Weird. Harry no. Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban. It's the best one there. <laughs> or signed out. Wait, what, what? How did you get to Harry Potter? <laughs> the know. outsider. You're it's a fucking outsider. It's called the outsider because it's the outside of the bread. The heel. Have you got a heel in your head? What do you, what do you call the top of your head? The heel? We're not talking about my head. There's not, not everything is to me. I don't call the end. I don't call... Two sides of the door, the heel. Like, do I? It's just the two sides of the door. I think when you're editing, you should fade out of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it goes on forever. Oh, you, you're a monster, William. Anyway, we're not that anyone's fucking listening. But if people want to listen to American Clay, God forbid, uh, where can they find you? Just type it into, into Facebook. Just type it. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> Very official. Facebook, Bandcamp, I think Spotify now. I play in another band as well. Yeah, but... Um, yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm here. I play in another band called Bridal Shower. Uh-huh. Um, we, we released an album, but it won't be out until next year. And, you know, I, I do other things as well, besides those two things you know I, yeah I, but like we're gonna we're, we're, as we established none of those are interesting <laughs> yeah I am um, I used to build model airplanes as well when I was younger. Um, <laughs> used to yeah I don't anymore my dad would build it and I just kind of you just it. watch yeah. yeah I once got a big it was like a D-Day kit you could like build the the, yeah, yeah. the battle from D-Day and I took it out on Christmas day and I like took one look at the kind of how much stuff there was and was like Nah, I don't have the attention span for this. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm also available for kids' birthday parties. <laughs> um, and uh, tutor in English. Um, for, for anyone coming down <laughs> from the, the Highlands and Islands, anyone coming to Glasgow, I will give you some colloquial um, speech, lesson, uh, speech lessons. Okay. I fucked it up. And that's you did, yeah. Sense. So that's... Um, I, th- I think we've rambled a long, for a long, long time enough. after it. I think we should sign off. There. Sign off. Uh, Guys, eat your JK M&M's. Eat your JK Simmons. And eat your love. Oh. Wait, we... William's got one. We are two We are two to one now, sir. The vote has been cast. It's JK Simmons. Well, JK... Oh, no, I didn't even do that. I didn't do that one intentionally. Sign out, folks. Peace. Oh, let's fucking go. I am hope.